Welcome to our latest MSX International podcast. Today, we are going to discuss the effect and impact of electric vehicles on dealership service departments in the U.S. market. The service department is the profit driver for most dealerships and OEMs, and it is even more important in the challenging times that we see today, where vehicle sales are negatively impacted by the chip shortage. According to NADA in 2020, dealership fixed operations consisting of service department, parts department, and body shop account for about 12% of dealership sales in the U.S., but contribute 46.1% of the dealership gross. The 2021 numbers have not yet been released, but we look forward to seeing what they carry. We have seen many changes in the service departments over the last couple of years, but we believe this is just the beginning of many changes yet to come. Joining us today is George Rodriguez from Capital Chevrolet in San Jose, California. George is the parts and service director at the dealership. George, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to, to participate in this podcast. Thank you. Also with us is Ken Stewart. Ken has worked with MSX in the past on EV-specific projects. Ken has over 40 years of automotive experience with 20-plus years in the EV space. Ken worked for General Motors for many years before moving to United Technologies, where he was the vice president of mobile fuel cell products. And Ken also was the vice president of business development for Protean Electric, a startup that produces EV and hybrid vehicle in-wheel electric motors for OEM and Tier 1 suppliers. Ken, thanks for joining us today. Last is Morgan Suter. Morgan is an MSX consultant working with General Motor dealers in the greater San Francisco area. Morgan's background before he joined MSX was as a customer experience and sales specialist with Tesla and as a dealership service advisor. My name is Mike Bao. I am the EV Director for EV Operations for MSX International. And again, thank you very much for joining us today on this podcast. Electric vehicles, specifically battery electric vehicles, also known as BEVs, are having a larger and larger impact on automobile sales. According to Inside EV's publication, approximately 380,000 BEVs were sold in the first 10 months of 2021, up 94% over 2020. Through October 2021, BEVs accounted for 2.9% of total new vehicle sales, up from 1.7% in 2020. California has the largest share of BEVs in the United States, about 34.3% of all BEVs in the U.S., or 130,000 vehicles. However, interestingly, California's overall share of the BEV market is declining, as California BEV sales were up only 74% in 2021 over 2020. But with California leading the way, we thought it was important to pull in some folks from California who understand the market probably better than the rest of us, and hence George and Morgan joining us today. George, your dealership sells and services a significant number of Chevy Bolts. What has been the biggest surprise you have experienced in dealing with these new EV owners? Well, first of all, Mike, thank you for having me today. As far as the biggest surprise that I see is the buy-in from the customer. Customers are really, that buy this type of vehicle, really love the vehicle, and sometimes are more even educated than some of the salesmen on the vehicle from how much research they've done on them. They're really impressed with the reliability of the vehicle and more than anything, the low, low maintenance of the vehicle. We also get a lot of comments on the performance as far as acceleration from taking off, getting onto the freeway or taking off from a stop. They just feel the vehicle is completely different than anything they've ever driven, and they will not let that vehicle go. It's similar to the Corvette owner. The Corvette owners don't drive any of their vehicles. They know their vehicle inside and out. They know the performance. They know the specs. That's the type of customer that we're seeing with these EV customers at this time in California. So basically, your Bolt is a home run with the, with the people who drive it and own it, and they love it. 
100%. I have not had or met any customer in my service driveway returning a vehicle for service or uh, getting their vehicle detailed or cleaned up, saying anything negative about the vehicle. They're just bought into the vehicle where they're looking for the second or third vehicle, just waiting uh, for uh, the recall to be taken care of with these vehicles so they can get into another vehicle because they really, really enjoy the vehicle. And it's a vehicle that it's the future. It really is. Yeah, it is. Uh, do you know ballpark how many bolts you guys sell either on a monthly basis or an annual basis? Uh, there was a time there where we're up to about, you know, over a hundred a month and it was, it was gradually getting stronger and stronger. The COVID did take an impact into it at that time, but then some incentives were run by General Motors in early 2021, and they just started rolling back again. It was the only the issue with the, the recall with the high, the battery itself that actually so, slowed things down. But we're also getting a lot of good feedback from the people that are having the recall done. Uh, we're getting feedback from the customers that the performance of the battery is even better than the battery they had originally. And that's, that's surprising to hear, and it's encouraging to hear that we're getting that type of feedback, letting them know that we may have improved their vehicle. So not only do we buy back the customer's trust in the vehicle and the GM product, but also they're enjoying the performance level that we we stated that it does. And it's really out there. So you've kind of taken a negative and turned it into a positive. 100%. It's, it's the future for us. We realize that as a, as a dealership. Um, we realize that as a service advisor and definitely my EV technician realize that it's the future. It's the new, new way of doing business with these customers, but also the type of vehicles that we're repairing New way, new way of communicating with the vehicle and dealing with the engineers at the factory and just seeing the new technology that's out there, which is very, very interesting to not only to the customers, but also to the service staff working on the vehicles. Awesome. Thank you. Morgan, I know you work with other Chevy dealers in the in the San Francisco area. What are you seeing at the other stores uh, that you visit and how do, you, how do those comments compare to what uh, George just reviewed with us? Uh, just like George is saying, many of the customers who are bringing these vehicles in, well, many of those dealers I work with have very few things to report from customers with negative feedback. Um, most of them are just saying, I love my car. When can I get it back? Uh, in regards to the recall, especially, it's, you know, they want it done as soon as possible because that's the car they want to drive to and from places all the time. There are people who choose to drive their uh, EV versus any of their other vehicles they may have just because of ease of use to drive and um, it's a fun car for sure. Speaking to the performance, it's, it's a much more fun vehicle to drive than whatever other vehicle they might have. Um, and similar to what George said too, Corvette customers uh, know everything about their vehicles, just like a Bolt customer. They're the same kind of customer where you cannot tell them any different about their vehicle. They know more than sometimes the salespeople or the service people. Uh, very, very well-informed customers for sure. And, and are you speaking with firsthand knowledge there, Morgan? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I do have a I do have a bolt that I was given by General Motors to drive for my dealer business and everything. So uh, I wish I could use it for personal use um, so much so that once the stop sale is released from from GM, I will be getting myself a bolt because it is just it is a very it's a wonderful car to drive. Um, fun to go anywhere. It's it makes it so much easier to drive anywhere. You feel confident in it. Um, I do have another large vehicle that I would drive, uh, but. If I could, I would definitely drive the Bolt anywhere I can. Awesome. Well, it looks like another satisfied customer, George. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, Ken, I, I know you've been in the, the business and the industry for, for many, many years. Um, you know, George talked about the sales numbers at his dealership, 100 a month. I know there are lots of dealers just be happy selling 100 vehicles a month. Um, what, what surprises you about the momentum that EV vehicles uh, have and, and continue to exhibit? 
the surprises and the momentum, you know, you just look at the news about the investments. Uh, of course, the the large OEMs have been investing for a number of years, but just in the last, what, two weeks, we heard about Ford investing $20 billion with a B over the next five to 10 years. And then GM announced 35. They, they updated their numbers, $35 billion over the next five years. That's, that's about half the market cap of the company. So if you own like a $300,000 house, that's like saying, well, I think I'll remodel and I'll spend 150 grand to remodel my house. It, it's an amazing amount of investment. And, uh, you know, I would just also comment about what uh, George and Morgan said that, you know, dealers are very willing to meet the growing demand. Um, you, you always wonder what the dealer attitude would be about some new technology. But I think we're all seeing that there's, uh, for the most part, a lot of embracing. They recognize this as the next wave. It's, it's the way business is going to go. And uh, I'm very uh, pleased to see that the dealers are all getting on board the way they are. Awesome. Awesome. So George, you, you mentioned you guys are selling a significant number of bolts. I know one of the, you know, the concerns that, that a lot of dealers I've spoken with have is, you know, our EV customers going to come back to the dealership. What, what type of maintenance visits are you seeing from your EV customers? And how does that compare to ICE vehicle or internal combustion engine vehicle owners? Well, first of all, that's one of the key points of buying a bolt, the low maintenance of the vehicle. Uh, we're seeing these vehicles with the cabin filter, the air filter, the windshield wipers, alignments, tire rotation, and tire replacement. That's basically your primary uh, service intervals of what the vehicle needs. Um, we are really working with our customers to let them know what service needs are needed on the vehicle. Because a lot of these customers that buy these vehicles that love it so much, they just feel it's just plug it in and that's all you have to do to the vehicle. But there is a little bit of maintenance that has to be done to the vehicle. Once that's explained to the customer and how significant it is to maintain your vehicle that way, to do a health check on the vehicle, and more importantly, to have a certified EV technician working on your vehicle that has the proper gloves, that has the proper training, that knows how to inspect the vehicle and knows what he's looking for. That's so important, so crucial to let the consumer know why it's, uh, beneficial for them and why it's so important for them to return to the dealership where we're not practicing on your car. We know the vehicle. We can communicate with the people who designed the vehicle, the engineers working on the vehicle, technical assistance that helps us work on these vehicles from one problem they may see in a different part of the country, whether it be hot temperature, cold temperature. So that's the big, big uh, drive that I'm working with my service advisors to making sure that once these customers come back in our driveway, which we've seen them disappear for a year, for a year, year and a half. Um, it's just today, I'll, I'll give you an example. I've got five or six vehicles coming in for things that they just let the vehicle sit because they didn't want to drive the vehicle, even with the software updates that were up there. Now those people are coming back in because they know that's where the vehicle needs to be. These are not vehicles that are meant to go down to your local small garage shop because those are disappearing as well. These vehicles have to, you really have to let the customer know that they're a specialty vehicle. You need a specialty technician to work on your vehicle. Let them know how special and, and new technology this vehicle is. Once we get that hurdle over to these customers, we're going to see these customers just coming back to the service centers come all the time because they're going to know this is where I need to bring my vehicle. This is where they have the parts and this is where they have the experience to fix my vehicle and maintain the vehicle to make me happy, to make me a happy bolt customer. 
So I noticed you, you stress low maintenance instead of no maintenance, and, and I think that is important. Is most of your customer education then occurring on the service drive when the customers do come in? Is that when your service advisors take the time to really kind of review with them the, the required maintenance that a Bolt will need during, during its ownership cycle? 100%. The first thing is that we want to thank the customer, let them know that we're very thankful for them coming back. And, and driving their bolt because we support the vehicle. We, we believe in the product We're you know, we are the GM dealer. And when these customers come in, in the service driveway, that's our biggest time because they haven't been to the service driveway in quite some time, getting them to reeducate them, let them know that it is a specialty vehicle and spending that time, that quality time. Cause some of these customers, um, you'd be surprised. Um, we all know how many of them are educated about it and some are, are not. Some just love the vehicle so much and depend on that car so much uh, driving on the freeway, uh, for, for carpooling. Also, what we get a lot is the no blind spot on the vehicle. It's a vehicle that's easy to drive, just like Morgan stated, especially here in, in the Bay Area in Silicon Valley with how much traffic and big trucks that we got going on. It's really easy for someone to see when they're switching lanes or get merging onto the freeway. So it's, it's a big thing for us. It's, it's, a, it's the most crucial time for us right now to re-educate our customers, re-invite them, and let them know how much we appreciate them coming back to the service center. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ken, I know you've worked with a lot of other dealers and other OEMs. Well, have you seen anything that they're doing to try to address the lower frequency of BEV uh, owner visits to dealership service departments? Well, I think uh, we've, we've got a change in the way service is getting done. You know, service is occurring sometimes right in the driveway of the customer uh, because of the over-the-air updates that are now getting more and more commonplace with with all the OEMs, it used to be just, you know, Tesla talking about things like that, but now everyone else is getting involved with that. So that saves some dealership trips. Also, I know some uh, OEMs are experimenting with go and fix the car at the customer's place, whether it be their home or their business, not necessarily the most uh, profitable way to do it, but it helps improve a lot of customer satisfaction. And I think, you know, on the dealer side, they're, realizing that since there aren't as many visits to the dealership, each visit really matters. So the experience has to be that much better. And so you, you know the typical stuff with you know the coffee bars and things like that, but I think they're, they're going even further. And, and I know that uh, some folks are looking at, should we have a dedicated EV lane uh, to treat the EV customers more special and, and more separate and more unique? Um, should should we do other things to try to create a, a better positive experience in the service lane? So when they do come, it, it you know it registers even more as, as a positive experience. Okay, cool. It's a good point uh, about uh, the customer experience, Morgan. What have you seen from the dealers you work with in in you know the Bay Area in terms of BEV owner experience? Have you seen anything revolutionary coming out? Uh, you know, I, I would say yes. Um, part of the reason I wanted George on this call is because I saw something, you know, that I hadn't seen at other dealerships before, um, where you can get your vehicle checked in for a service uh, ahead of time. You, you, you know, sign up all of your customer information before you arrive to the dealership. You arrive at the dealership. You can choose one, two, or three. You know, do you want to wait for a service advisor to come greet you? Would you like to just drop it off and leave it for the service that you asked to be performed? Or three, would you like to uh, have an advisor reach out to you uh, after they check your vehicle and to walk through what your service is? Uh, that you know is a very nice option for any for any kind of customer. Uh, for me personally, I liked it because I can just drop the car if there's maybe I need to go to a meeting. Uh, I can drop the car, walk away, and have someone call me. 
to walk over what kind of service needs to be performed in the vehicle. Uh, and, and another thing um, that I've seen just in the uh, behind closed doors of the service department there is they're going not really ne necessarily revolutionary, but um, it's kind of old school. We had a conversation the other day with, with George that, uh, you know, bringing your air filter to a customer and showing that, hey, this is what your air filter looks like. It should be changed because this is what it's supposed to look like. Um, it is somewhat old school, but it is a, it's very effective. You can clearly see that your air filter is dirty when this is a brand new one. This is what it should look like. You should probably change this out. Um, and George has all over his office, he's got pictures of uh, dirty air filters, bald tires, of uh, things that his advisors are taking pictures of and sending to the customer to say, hey, this is what we found on your inspection. You know, uh, I would, you know, not revolutionary. It's been done before, but it works and it's effective. Um, and I think the, the service that's provided at George's dealer speaks to that. So, so basically there are still tools and processes that dealers have used in the past on ICE vehicles that will apply to, to BEV vehicles as well. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, George, I wanted to circle back to something that you, you kind of stressed in your last answer, and, and that was talking about the specialized training that your EV techs go through. And, and that's really the primary reason why BEV owners bring their vehicles or should bring their vehicles back to the dealership. I know, you know everybody's aware that there's a national, if not a global technician shortage. So uh, obviously you are able to find EV techs in today's market. How are you finding them? What type of, of individual are you looking for to, to promote into that EV specialist category? Well, the type of technician that we're, we're looking for, a technician that wants to uh, broaden his career, wants to go to the next level with, uh, with, with the experience that they're learning. We're very fortunate with General Motors training that the training is available there um, in many avenues of these types of vehicles we have, but especially in the EV training. Um, an EV trained technician obviously is going to be a more expensive technician, but it's going to be a technician that's going to want to work on that vehicle, that's going to want to be about that technology because anyone can get trained but it's what you do with that training. It's what really, what really matters. And the type of technicians that I have that I've put through the training, um, they want to take it to the next level. They want to be a part of that, that new generation of vehicles coming up because they see it just like I do. It's the, it's the new wave that's coming in and we need to be ready for it. And these technicians are getting anxious where they all want to get into the training. And it makes me very happy to see that because I like to do, I like to promote and educate within. First of all, you have to start with a good individual that that's, has a lot of integrity, uh, wants to look at the vehicle, looks at the vehicles when they're inspecting the vehicles, as Morgan says, taking pictures. The reason we do so much of that is because I've realized that when customers come into the driveway and they're dealing with the service advisor, they're, they're dealing with the salesman, and that's how they're perceived as a salesman. So they really trust the third-party person. Who's that third-party person? The doctor, the technician that's in that stall right there that's going through the train that has his own tools. He's, 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 he's just giving the results of the vehicle. He's not here to sell anything. He's doing his job of what's available, what's needed on the vehicle. And when you have a customer call and explain, Hey, you need brakes or, or you need this filter. It's a lot easier to, to explain to the customer when they get a tech showing them, Hey, look at your brakes, look at your tires. Then someone trying to do a hard sell to you. Hey, you need four tires in alignment today. Well, I didn't see that. My car drives good because people don't know. A lot of people don't understand how the vehicle operates. They just charge it or put gas and let's go. But when they see that, they just feel like, wow, these people are really taking the time to inspect my vehicle, show me what the vehicle really needs. Um, and it really, it's, it's, a, it's a soft sell. It's very easy. And the customer feels like, you know what? 
in this business, trust, honesty is just the most important thing. It really, truly is because you want them to come in because we're here at the dealership. We're all about customer retention. Less customers, less staff members. I have to tell my people. I tell that to them every single day. So that's why it behooves us to go out to that customer, greet that customer, go out and answer that, get on that phone right away, return the phone calls right away. And with these EV customers, like, you know, Morgan said, a lot of them just want to drop and go. We want if they want to commute via email, via text, some, some on the phone. They just want to get, go and pick up the vehicle and have a seamless, seamless time doing it. And when they see that, they know they're at the right place. Listen, you only get one time to do a good first impression. If we do a good first impression with these new customers that are coming in, they're going to come back. They just really are. And back to your question about the technician. Um, the reason I work so hard with my technicians to promote because I can see it in the new technology and the youth that I'm hiring. They want to be involved. They want to be a part of it. I've been with General Motors for just about 30 years. I remember getting into the business, how some of these young guys were just, they just, the new technology was coming out. Let's, I, I want to learn about that's how it is right now. The, these guys really, really want to get into because they see the commercials. They see all the manufacturers that are out there, but they're here at GM for a reason because they believe in General Motors, just like I do. I mean, I'm true and true. GM is in my blood. I love the vehicle. I love the product. And I believe that we are the future and we're going to be able to take it to the next level. With these EV technicians, um, as you said, they're hard to get. You just can't, you're very fortunate as I've been to get a couple that are somewhat all the way trained or still need some training. And then I've developed some in-house where they've gone through the full training and they end up being some of the better technicians because they're, they're embedded into the dealership. They believe in the product. They're working with the engineers and, and they're learning. That's the big thing. They're really learning. The old days was put a part on, put, take a part off, put a part on. Now it's to understand what that part does, why does it do what it does, and the engineers explaining to them how it all works so they can understand it and they can be a part of the new technology. So, you know, finding a technician is very hard, uh, but it's what you do when you get the technician, developing on them for the new, the new technology that's out there. And they're excited just like we are because it really is. It's the new technology. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's good to hear then then there is some hope for the future. Um, so Morgan, you know, George kind of reviewed with us how, how he approaches EV techs and, and recruitment and staffing and training. Is his approach consistent with what you're seeing other dealerships do to create their EV teams? I would say so. I do have a handful of other dealerships that are doing something similar to George uh, and to what, his, what the dealer, uh, dealership is doing with their staff. But he's right. It is a different mindset, too. You, it's not just a matter of getting any technician and saying, hey, we're going to provide you the training. Let's send you to school. It's exactly what he said, knowing what to do with that training and having the passion to do it, um, because it's more technical work for sure than, uh, you know, removing or replacing a part, as he said as well. It, it's, it's easier to do that. But to know how something works, to understand why it works that way is very important because there are a lot more technical, a lot more technical uh, skill and is needed to do EV diagnosis or EV work. Um, and hiring from within is, is uh, probably the best practice at this point because it is very hard to find someone who's already certified, who's gone through the training, because they may already be somewhere else and locked in. So that it, it doesn't make sense for someone to jump ship from where they are to go to try something new at a different place, relearn the process maybe and everything like that. So um, there are a handful of dealerships that are doing something similar where they're hiring from within and finding those technicians that have the, the passion and the drive uh, to become EV certified or to, in order to work on EVs. 
All right, cool. I appreciate that. So, Ken, uh, you know, from a from a higher level view industry, because obviously George and Morgan are talking about the you know the GM experience. What have you seen dealers, other dealerships, do outside maybe the GM network that that are trying to develop EV tech teams in in your experience? Well, I I would uh, agree with the comments that have been said already, and a lot of the dealers are trying to grow their talent from within, and they're loyal to their current workforce because you know they've been together for many years and. And the good technicians are are the good technicians, but the ones that are hungry to learn more, just as George said, those those are the ones that tend to advance into the EV world with with a certain mindset. Because you know, not all great technicians are great EV technicians. Because sometimes the mindset, the skill sets with diagnostics, problem solving, the new equipment, you know, as was mentioned, it's not about spinning wrenches anymore. It's a very very different way to do things. So a, a lot of what is happening, they're, they're looking in new ways to find new people. There's new interface, not only from trying to draw from within, but also going to the schools, going to the other programs that the OEMs offer. But there's now perhaps a little bit more overlap with public utilities and light manufacturing and some of these other people that have, have the skill sets and the aptitudes so that they could be growing into the, the EV training and then uh, stick with it. And I think the, the people that are eager to learn that skill set, they're going to make more money. They're going to enjoy the, the path and be part of something new. So it is a good opportunity if you can find the right folks. All right. Cool. Thanks, Ken. I appreciate that perspective as well. Well, we're coming to the end of our podcast, and I just kind of wanted to wrap up by asking each of you a question forward-looking in, into the future. So you know, I'll start with you, Ken. As you look into your crystal ball for 2022, from a high-level industry picture, what do you see as the biggest issues facing EV dealers during this period of rapid growth that we're experiencing? Well, I, I think the way to approach it is to realize how new technology comes into the marketplace uh, on many fronts. And, you know, we talked a lot about training technicians and getting getting the technician skill sets uh, there, and that's absolutely important. But we really shouldn't underestimate the amount of training that's going to be required for all the people that do the customer-facing work. And I've seen that in my work with other dealerships as well. Because right now we're experiencing a lot of EV sales to the early adopters. You know, the EV mindset or almost like the Corvette mindset, which, which you know, is to me a, a comparable. Because they're really into it. They learned ahead of time. They love their car. But think about the new cars that are coming out now. Pretty soon, we're going to get into the fast followers and more of the mainstream, and they're going to buy the vehicle, not because it's an EV, but because they like the vehicle. And, oh, yeah, it's cool that it's an EV. And pretty soon, it'll be, you know, I want the blue one, and it happens to be an EV. So so I think the customer-facing training at the dealership is going to have to be prepared to work with people that are less uh, tuned in with, with the things that are required from an EV as they jump into the new technology. Great point. Great points. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Morgan, I know you're working hand in glove with with, with dealers uh, out in the Bay Area. You know, what are the top three EV related activities you would recommend dealers work with you on for the balance of 2022? Definitely, I would you know strongly recommend training, uh, getting as many of those EV technicians as you can because it's coming and it's coming fast. Uh, even you know later this year, we're going to have more EVs hit the ground, but especially next year, there's going to be a ton more. So having training for your technicians to get them ready for what's coming and customers too. There's hundreds of thousands of reservations now already out there for different uh, models that GM's coming out with. So uh, I would say the majority of them are going to be out here in the Bay Area again. So 
we're going to need the staff. We're going to need the, the technicians here to be trained. Um, and as far as, uh, you know, service staff too, like we've said, Corvette customers are, are those kind of people who come in and they know everything about their car. They want someone who's going to be able to relate with them on their, on their vehicle and understand that, Hey, this is my pride and joy. I want you to help me take care of it. If you have that and you build a relationship with that kind of customer, they're going to be a customer for life. So training uh, amongst the staff for sure, I would say as top, top priority. Um, other things too, just, you know, uh, definitely having a process in place, like, like George's dealership does having some kind of process in place where everyone has the same kind of lingo, uh, and understands, you know, what, what services are needed for these vehicles. Um, so that way these customers feel like they're getting taken care of. They can go one day to one advisor and know exactly, you know, that advisor is going to take care of them the same way someone, some other advisor would take care of them too. Those are very important things to have. Uh, so that way everyone feels like they're getting taken care of. Good. Awesome. Well, George, uh, I'll, I'll end with you. I, I think you're the star of the show because uh, you're the one who actually takes care of customers and takes care of vehicles. So uh, without trying to get you to reveal any trade secrets, you know, what do you see your dealership service department focusing on in terms of EV service related activities for the balance of this year? Well, my biggest focus is in regards to service advisor training on the product. Um, that they all have not only service training, but experience inside the Bolt. There's nothing nothing better for a customer to hear, oh, I, I drive Bolts too. I know what that does. Oh, I know how that operates. Um, it gives the customer a customer feeling like, wow, they, they, know, they know the vehicle. They understand what I'm going through. They know what I'm talking about. And educating that customer makes the customer feel like, wow, I'm not having someone practice on my car. This is where I bought it. This is where I need to come back for any any services. And more than anything, when it comes to customers coming back to the service driveway and educating the customers, we're the ones that sell the second car, the third car, and the fourth car. It's all about the experience. Um, the next thing is the, the education to the customer of, of why the vehicle needs to come to the dealership. How important is the safety um, that the vehicle can't be at the local gas station or at the local garage because they cannot communicate with the vehicle. They don't have the information. They just can't Google it and look it up because it doesn't come up that way. It's not going to be up on that for them. They're going to have to visit a dealership or have direct communication with the people who designed the vehicle. Lastly, a, a big focus of mine is working with General Motors in regards to a, a mobile service that we're trying to pilot with General Motors in the Silicon Valley area, where we'll be able to go and service the vehicles at the customer's home or at their place of business, do their recalls, do their software updates, because these vehicles are always going to be with updates. That's going to be the, the biggest repairs of these cars. And being able to do that and offer that to a customer when they're staying home or at their uh, they're at their work having them know that we are going to the next level, we're going to the future, but doing it the right way. Not just focusing on, for us, focusing first of all on EV customers, because that's the market. Letting them know that there is that service and a good service where they can make an appointment, have them come out, have the service technician educate them while they're at the house, while they have more time where they're, where they're in their comfort zone. And also showing them the brochures of the new malls that are coming up because the customers love that. When they're getting their vehicle fixed, it goes, hey, is there anything new that's coming out of the vehicle? Any new options that are coming out of the car? And you educate the customer right there. You're, you're almost taking the second order right there for the customer. So that's my biggest focus of 2022 is engaging with the customer on education, 
working with my customers and my service staff of why it's so important to come back to the dealership and taking this mobile service, not only just putting it out there, but to be the best mobile service that we can be to our new EV customers coming out, not only for the Bolt, but for the future models that are coming out because there's going to, going to be coming out a lot of future models from General Motors. And we're very excited to have that for our customers. We know they're waiting for it. Well, I appreciate that, George. And, and uh, thank you very much for sharing your, your, your plans. I think uh, everybody could definitely take a, a cue from you and your dealership. You've been very successful at what you do, and you can, you can obviously see why. Um, so I wanted to thank everybody for, for joining us today. We covered a lot of ground in this session, and, and i really like to thank you for participating and sharing your views. And I'd like to thank all of our listeners as well for joining us. Uh, if you are looking for more information, please visit our website at www.msxi.com. Uh, it was a great pleasure for me to host you today, and thank you for participating. Thank you very much for having us.